interrupt this program to bring you a quick word from our sponsor. And hallelujah! Because we finally have our first one on the show. I'm super excited to tell you guys about this product because you need it. Now, this is specifically for everybody who's living in Khabaruni, Botswana right now. We have protective face shields, kind courtesy of Zambezi Group Botswana. Now, you may have been to the market or to the store to go get you some things, and then you see people walking around or even the tellers with these clear plastic face shields with the headbands, and you're just like, bro, where can I get me one of those? Zambezi Group Botswana has got you. The shield provides a clear barrier directly in front of your face and serves as a reminder for you not to touch your face. It is made from food-grade clear plastic and does not obstruct your vision. Now, the best part is you don't have to look like everybody else because they come in five amazing colors. It comes in navy blue, maroon, black, white, and even teal, which is my personal favorite. Okay, so make sure you get you guys one of these and protect yourself and your children from coronavirus. They go for only 55 pula. That's 55. 55 pula. 55 pula. Pe, that's it. Not, not 60, not 70. That's all. And if you want to order one, all you have to do is call them on plus 267-749895888. That is 749895888. And let them know that KWAME sent you. Okay? Let's start the show. Ubatla de nepe, ubatla mari, ubatla bojara, ubatla Ferrari, ubatla de nepe, ubatla mari, ubatla bojara, ubatla Ferrari. You got young say when you start say. Your V-lips get glossy You my main, my dessert, and my entree To infinity and Beyonce But the nyash, you Nicki Minaj It's big, big, big like what, 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 what I said the nyash, you Nicki Minaj It's big, big, big like iPhone 10 Plus I am Sweet dick, After that Alright y'all, grab your cups and get ready to discuss Can we talk? Can we talk? Hallelujah, holla back culture kids and welcome to another exciting episode of Can we talk? The podcast, where we celebrate and critique the best in Afrobeats. We do this every Saturday, because Saturdays are for who? Me. That's K-W-A-M-E, a.k.a. Official Kwame, a.k.a. Kwame Kardashian. And I am a Pan-African entertainer, curator, and entrepreneur. We've got a lot to discuss in this episode, as per usual, especially Ghanaian artist Kitty, who has been making headlines for various reasons. Some good. Some, mm-hmm. <laughs> and even when I was trying to name this episode, I, I had too many options. I had about three and I couldn't pick one. So I did a poll on Instagram and Twitter. Hopefully you guys saw and that's why this episode is called what it is. As I'm recording, I have no idea what you guys finally decided to go with. We were caught between Rihanna as Kinky and Sugar Daddy's Blue Balls, <laughs> which is another one I came up with, and Kitty's Blue Balls. So we'll see. But anyway, let's start off the podcast by lifting your spirits a bit. 
I decided to take some lemons and turn them into lemonade. So let's start off with this. Now, YFM Ghana, which is arguably the biggest urban youth station in Ghana, has let go of many of their veteran presenters and some very good friends of mine, such as Caroline Sampson, Joelle Orleans, Agnes Into, DJ Snoop, Black Boy, and my good, close, close friend, the queen of morning radio, as I call her, the one and only Miss Na. Now, for people who may not know, I actually got my start in media before I got into podcasting and YouTube and uh, music and writing and a whole bunch of other things that I do. I got my start in media about maybe seven, six, seven years ago when I moved to Ghana in December 2013. Actually, I lied because I started in entertainment about over, I think maybe like a decade ago when I started as a model. Anyway, um, so I, I started at a station called Live FM and then it was bought by a network called EIB. So then I interned at Live FM, I interned at New Live FM, I interned at Joy FM, and eventually I worked my way up and eventually started working at YFM, which for me was a dream come true. Because I remember, and I don't know if I've told this story before, but when I moved to Ghana, I was once driving past, I remember this so vividly, I was driving past St. Martin, Martin de Porres, which is a senior secondary school in Dansman, shout out to all my DC niggas. And I remember just immediately connecting with her and understanding her humor and being a lover of her her personal music taste and her opinions on things. Because for me, as a kid coming from Botswana that grew up on MTV and was fortunate enough to travel a little bit, I understood her African-American nuances. And for people who may not know, Miss Na is a proper African-American, like in the literal sense and terms of it. She literally is half Ghanaian, half um American. So for me to eventually work at, at YFM was a dream come true because I remember saying to myself whilst listening to her that, oh my gosh, that's where I want to work. I want to work with her. She gets it and I get her. And fast forward, like I think about a year or two later, we actually started working together. And working with her for me was one of the most <laughs> challenging to say the least but one of the most educational, most enriching, most entertaining experiences I've ever had in my life. And I am so blessed and fortunate to be able to call her one of my close personal friends. Like she has supported and guided me and taught me so much, not only in word, but in action and in how she carries herself and how she does business and how she treats people and and of course we are both very outspoken so we obviously connected on that so i was really sad to hear about this news and there were a bunch of other presenters from various from various radio stations that had also left such as KOD from i think Star FM Nashoko DJ Varoski and for people outside of Ghana who may not get it all of these names that i'm mentioning are presenters and personalities that had become a part of our daily routines to the point where they almost felt like family because you're so used to hearing their voices and to seeing their faces. They are our version of your Charlemagne's, your Angie Martinez, Ebro and the like. That is a kind of impact and power that they have had on society and culture and music and entertainment and everything it is that they do. And, and hearing about all of this made me think of my own experience stepping away from radio and television for a while. I don't know if I will go back on because I quite like owning my content and my brand. But when I stopped doing commercial radio and television, I was left in a very sort of what now 
phase where I didn't realize that all the years that I had spent working for other corporations and brands that I had come to define myself by those titles. Oh, that's Kwame from YFM. That's official Kwame from 3 Music and what have you. I realized that I forgot that I was somebody and I am somebody and I always will be somebody with and with with or without these titles that radio and television or fame and accolades or society puts on you. And if there's anything that I wanted to share with you guys and what this taught me is you can apply this to no matter what whatever it is that you do is that you have to define yourself by your work and not by your job. And if you're lucky enough, you can marry the two. Now, I'm going to define for you what this means to me, separating your work from your job. Your job is what pays the bills. Your work is the essence of your purpose. You know, like how Jesus is God's master worker? Kind of like that. Your passions, what comes most naturally to you, what you would do even if you were not paid for it. Take that passion, what I call your work. Learn it. Learn to speak its language. Speak it into your manifestations. Speak it into your job and find a way to make it pay you. For some of you who might not know, there is a media personality. Well, you should know if you live on the fucking continent. There's a media personality and entrepreneur by the name of Bonang Mateba. And she once did this. I think she was giving a speech or a talk that I watched on YouTube and I've watched this over and over again and people were asking her about how she made it, how she found out what her passions was, what she wanted to do with her life and to paraphrase, she said something to the effect of she looked at all of the things that she likes to do and found a way to make them pay her. So she's like, for example, I like to talk. They must pay me to talk. I like to wear nice clothes. They must pay me to wear nice clothes. I like to party and go to events and be social. They must pay me to do all of those things. And you look at the things, like I said, that you're passionate about, the things that speak to you, the things that feed you, the things that you don't need to be told to do, the what energizes you and find a way to take those those what is your work and your purpose and turn it into a job and then once you've turned it into a job find a way to make it pay you so for example with Bonang she said I like to talk they must pay me to talk she got onto radio I like to go to events and look pretty and whatever it is well she's going to become a tv presenter or an events MC and things like that you know what I'm saying so like I did with me manifesting saying I want to work with Miss Nara I want to be on radio Those are some of the things that you have to practice. Now, for me, how I practice my work is through this podcast, for example. I believe that part of my purpose is connecting and celebrating and pushing Pan-African culture or people and society as a whole. And this is me doing my part in service to you, in service to anybody that's listening to this, in service to whatever. And I've manifested what is my purpose, what is my passion, what is my work into this podcast and into various other things that I do. And I'm sharing it with you all. So I would just like to say to all of the people that I've mentioned that, fine, you may not be in that particular job anymore, but you still have work. So good luck and God bless to you all. And keep on putting in that schwerk. Okay, moving on. Let's get into our president, a.k.a. Presidu. And this is where we give flowers where flowers are due. We celebrate creatives here. Now, usually I am a lot more serious with this, but I decided to have a bit of fun. I told you we have a lot of Ghanaian content to talk about in this particular episode. And there is nothing that the Ghanaian internet likes more than fooling. I feel like Nigerian internet will drag you, but... 
Ghanaian internet, even if they drag you, like you will laugh along with them if you are smarts. So the latest person that I want to talk about is at Bonzibit. That's B-O-N-Z-I-B-I-T. Now he did this or she did this thread on Rihanna is Kinky, which is what I wanted to call this episode. And it is basically um, Rihanna in different outfits next to pictures of Ghanaian food and snacks. It is absolutely hilarious. And Bonzi Bit, you are incredible for thinking of this. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I I just, I don't know. I know it's really simple, but I think it's absolutely genius. I was laughing way too hard at this. You see pictures of Rihanna as Jalof, Rihanna as Plantain, even Rihanna as Ryogo or Mutsuo. I was dying. So anyway, our second president this week is, <laughs> is a rapper by the name of A.Y. Puyu, or is it A. Puyu? who is calling himself the face of GH rap, and I'm here for it. Now, he recently did a freestyle of EL's Efa Wohombang. I don't know if I'm saying that right. My chew is horrible, which translates to it's none of your business. And <laughs> even EL himself has shown him love. I think he retweeted it, and he was trying to find out who this rapper is. Now, in part of the song, he says he wants to move to China, but they have Koro. So I'm going to play you guys a little bit, and then we'll just after. Oh my gosh, when I watched this video for the first time, I was dying. I saw it on far too many places. If you see this guy, A.Y. Puyo, he's like some bald head, scallywag, no shirt, dungaree hanging, rusty metal chain. Whew, anyway, those are two presidues this week. Now we move on to iGist. And this is where we talk about everything that you guys are talking about. First up, of course, you know, we have to talk about it. Afro Nation. Now, there was supposed to, now Afronation, for people who don't know, is a music festival that has been postponed due to the coronavirus pandemic. It was supposed to be happening in July in Portugal this year, but they've moved it to next year. It's going to be happening on the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Now, organizers have explained that tickets bought for this year's events will still be valid for next year. And Fest Ticket, which is the official outlet for Afronation tickets, has stated on their website that refunds will not be issued in line with the emergency laws laid out by the Portuguese government. I was living. Twitter was having a field day. My gosh. And even when I was gathering my facts for this story, when I googled Afronation... The what came up <laughs> in the results was how can I sell my Afronation ticket? Or <laughs> is Afronation offering refunds? You guys are so rude. I'm actually mad that I missed Afronation last year. They had um one in Ghana this past December, and I heard it was one of the best festivals or music experiences um of the season, next to the I think 10-day Polo Beach Club party that also apparently was amazing. But yeah, I also heard that Afro Nation has apparently signed on to do their festival in Ghana for the next five years. So they do it in different countries. They do, I don't know if they've done Portugal before, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, so they did Ghana this past December. They do another one somewhere in Europe. Portugal is in Europe, right? Wow, am I going to come and disgrace myself on the podcast? Anyway, they do it in various places, guys, okay? 
And hopefully I will get to go to the next one that they do in Ghana or anywhere else in the world. Other notable festivals that have been postponed is Glastonbury, Coachella and South by Southwest, which I was really looking forward to, even if I didn't go because Ghanaian Collective La Mem Gang was scheduled to perform at that. And I think they would have tore it up. Anyway, moving on to pop star Kitty. He was recently featured by South African GQ magazine. He was interviewed by model turned writer Echo Barnes and the production was done by a music marketing house. Um, Hamatan Rain. Now, within the article, he spoke about how he wanted to name his debut project Blue, but now he has an EP that's called Blue. So shout out to everybody that was involved in that. If you guys have checked out the article, there is this gorgeous picture of Kitty, I think, like lying in a pool. I don't know who shot that. It looks so good. I think I'll post it in my Insta story so that you guys can check it out. Also, Kitty has been making headlines this past week because host of mid-morning radio show on a cry FM, Nana Romeo, had Kitty by the balls. He sucked the musician from the studio. Not sucked, you dirty-minded ha-ha-lots. Sucked as in chased him from the studio for reporting 25 minutes late for an interview. Now, I understand that lateness can be read as disrespect, but I think it was a bit distasteful for him to reprimand Kitty on air and then for videos to come out and the like. I feel like they could have just cancelled the interview or they could have rescheduled it and he could have just said, bro, I don't appreciate this. Um, if you could just be on time because somebody, I don't know who tweeted this, but somebody brought up the fact that if this was like Beats 1 Radio or something, I bet they wouldn't show up late for that. So generally, the lesson here is be on time. I feel like management sometimes tell your artists like 30 minutes to an hour before, like if their interview or performance, whatever, is supposed to be at nine o'clock, you tell them that it's at eight. So that days is on time. If you know that they have a history of being late. Ghana man time is should not be acceptable because Ghana man time is three hours late. I don't know why. That is our version of GMT. Let's rise up. We can't take this. We can't take this. <sighs> anyway, Kitty is also making headlines because some old tweets of his recently resurfaced. There was one where he tweeted saying, after R2Bs wins this BET award, Sakurya can shut up about being the only Ghanaian artist with a BET. Uh, guys, can we stop bringing up people's old tweets? Like, And this is from when? 2013? I don't think it was that big of a deal. Like, I don't know why people are trying to drag him. Okay, you grow, you live, and you learn. How he feels in 2013 is obviously not how he feels in 2020. And at the time, he was not kidding. You know, I'm all for growth. I mean, even the other day, I saw them bring up Megan Thee Stallion's old tweets again. And Megan Thee Stallion be tweeting about, like, Phineas and Ferb having jams. Listen, Phineas and Ferb's have the jams, though. Y'all remember Busted? You're busted, busted. I don't want to put the hurt on you. But you better believe me when I tell you that I finally got the dirt on you. Listen, Candace and Vanessa did that. Irene and who? Brandy and huh? Who is Monica? Destiny's what? Spice who? Girls? You mean grills? Uh-uh. Who are they to Candace and Vanessa? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And another one. Phineas and Ferb featuring the fur beds. Gitchy, gitchy, goo. Bow chicka bow wow. That's what my baby say. Meow meow meow. And my heart starts pumping. Get you, get you goo out. And never gonna stop. Get you, get you goo means that I love you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> if you leave me to my devices, I will literally sing this all day. Videos and Ferb had the bump. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is 
leave people and their old tweets. If you people find any old tweets of mine, okay, I'm going to accept it with my chest. I said some messed up things in the past that I'm not very proud of. I feel I've deleted as many as I possibly can. If they come up again, let's all have a good sense of humor about it and laugh about it, okay? <laughs> Moving on to Kwesi Arthur. For Colors, now, uh, rapper slash singer Kwesi Arthur made his debut on Colors X Studio, which is an online music platform hosted in Berlin, Germany. Now, Color X Studios is a platform where artists showcase often live versions of their music and minimalist color sets. They usually have nothing but a mic and headphones. This is where South African babe show Majosi's track, uh, John Cena, first started to gain prominence and even Doja Cat's Juicy. So shout out to Chrissy Arthur for making the list. He was selected as part of a collection of artists that performed on the home slash bread concert on the official page for Color X Studios on their YouTube page earlier this past week. I appreciated it. It was not my favorite Quasi Arthur performance. I thought he would rap and sing. But um, yeah, I hope he gets to do a redo so he can really show off. Because I feel like if you missed this performance, you didn't really miss much. I hope he gets his own set with his own like colors and things once the lockdown is over to go and redo it and really go and flex for them and show them who King Arthur is. But there was an article that I was reading that says that Chrissy Arthur is the first Ghanaian to do so on this platform. Not quite. Because I was watching a couple more of the performances and I saw indie rock and soul singer Moses Sumne who performed a song called Cut Me of the first uh, part of his upcoming album Grey. Listen, voice, band, fashion, abs, especially coming out of this Jill Scott versus Erica week. It was so good. You guys have got to check it out. Get into it. For some of you who might not be familiar with Moses Sumney, although it would be very easy to identify him and categorize him as American, he actually is Ghanaian. As in, both of his parents are from Ghana, so I'm going to play you guys a little snippet of his track, Cuts Me. That's when I to Ghanaian artist on the rise twitch he recently did a cover of burner boys anybody which i think is incredibly difficult to do his version is called invincible and i really like it as soon as i heard it and saw the visuals i was in his instagram comments like sir i need this on soundcloud immediately i would actually like him to maybe call up queso or somebody to produce a beat and make it like a standalone single because I like it for him. I thought his delivery and everything on it was pretty dope. And I like Twitch. He has a very different type of vibe. He's nice to look at. He recently did a shoot with um, Lale, the host of web series Let's Do Drinks. And I just think he's refreshing to see in the industry, especially because he's a part of Ground Up Chali, which is a collective slash record label in Ghana. They put out a mixtape with all of their artists. They have a web series, going, uh, web series going on. And I haven't seen anything quite like them since maybe the Skillions, which was an urban collective from the early 2000s in Ghana. Like just how they handle and groom their artists, their marketing and developing, and just them as an overall imprint. I think next to Lynx Entertainment, they're probably some of the best that I've seen. But um, yeah, let's play a quick snippet of it, because why not? 
Now let's talk about this American Ghanaian fashion designer, entrepreneur, artist, DJ, and head designer at Louis Vuitton Men. Virgil Abloh has got fans wondering if Ghanaian rapper Kofi Mole could be landing a possible fashion collaboration or brand endorsement with him or maybe Louis Vuitton off-white. You never know. Now this comes after Abloh followed Mole on Instagram and reposted his picture on his story. Now Mole later tweeted when virgil abloh follows you and posts you on his story tonight i know go bed right now if you know be off whites or louis vuitton will not go away and i think this came at the perfect time because kofi mole has been doing a series of music releases called mole mondays you can check out the latest one it is called atre and it features joey b i think this is great it's all well and good i can't wait to see what's going to come of this but I also had an idea. I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with working with bigger, international, more established brands. But I would like to see a local artist or an artist from the continent work with local designers or other designers from the continent. I think it would be an interesting collaboration. I think they could leverage each other's audiences. The artist gets merch and the designer gets access to the masses. And that's it for I Just. I'm going to take a quick sip of my tea and then we're going to get into the review. Alright, the moment you have all been waiting for is finally here. Shall we review? First up, Ghanaian artist slash DJ Jules has a new EP out. It is called Happy Place and I absolutely love it. It kickstarts with a track called Soweto Blues that you guys might have heard. We featured it in the playlist. Um, and the song features Jazz Karis and Her Majesty the Queen. I think it is a perfect opening to the project. And then it slides into this other song that um, where you get some sort of almost tribal-like chanting called Tembisa. And when the log drum comes in, goddamn, so good. There are so many points getting into this project where I felt that Jules accurately captured the feeling of being in Josie. And this is coming from someone who lives in Southern Africa, okay? It sounded like a postcard of what it feels and sounds like to be in Johannesburg. I could feel and hear every dark street, every quiet nightclub, the rhythm, the vibe, the simple yet charismatic dance, the percussion of the various languages, the feeling of you can be whoever you want to be. I got all of this in just the first two tracks of this project. I think this EP is just but a taste of that, but Jules did it so, so well. And if you haven't been to Johannesburg before, I think you definitely have to, or South Africa in general, you definitely have to put it on your bucket list. Like the art and culture and lifestyle there is such an experience. I, I equate it next to, it's up there for me, traveling on the continent with um, Nairobi, Kenya, Accra in Ghana, Lagos. Yeah, those I think are, of the places that I've been to, those are places I think you definitely have to go to. So let's just get into a little bit of a snippet of Soweto Blues, because why not?
Now, as you progress through the project, Jules continues to explore R&B and soul, whether it be in melodies from the artist features or on production. And I think he sure knows how to A&R his projects because I am constantly pleasantly surprised. There has never been a point that I've listened to a full Jules product, project and have known absolutely every single artist that he features on there. I'm always discovering new people, which is very refreshing for me. And... Even listening to this for me, I don't know if it's just because I haven't had a drink in a really long time, but listening to this EP sounded like or felt like a almost tasted like a bodied Cabernet, um, Cabernet Sauvignon, not quite a heavy Merlot because it just had enough lightness and depth to it i think it is the perfect length each song can stand alone, but they complement each other so well later on as you progress through. The project, he gets into some reggae and it meets R&Bs on, on a song called Wishes that I think is perfect for you to smoke to, to drive to on a weekend afternoon with your circle of friends, you know, or if you're cleaning the house. I think it's, ugh, it's so sweet. You know what? Don't take my word for it. I'm going to play it for you. Okay, let's lightly get into it. There's a song that marinated onto me that I was driving around to called Your Number. It's a high life jam courtesy of Moogie's and King Promise. And I have a feeling that Jules probably picked King Promise for this song because of King Promise's song, Bra, which features Ghanaian legend Kojo Antri. I think the two of them on the song sound so good together. It was the perfect fit. And... I got this feeling of VIP song, um, the classic Ghanaian song. What is it? Ahum Kawu. You know that? Which, for people outside of Ghana, you might be familiar with Wizkid's song, Manya, from there. This song was giving me that kind of interpolation or that sort of vibe or inspiration that I really enjoyed. And it had actually come out, I forgot about this. The song has actually come out and video came out three months ago and it had a cameo from Aduma. And I wasn't really with it then, but now I absolutely love it. It was the song that after listening to this project as part of the EP, I immediately downloaded you know, and for me, this was just a testament of allowing songs to grow on you, you know, as a fan and also as an artist. I think I've said this before. It's not every day you have to drop single. Sometimes, you know, put out the single, let it marinate for a bit, see if they like it, they don't like it. Then maybe after three, maybe even six months, they now come back with the next fire. OK, so because I like it so much, I'm going to play it, play a little bit for you guys. And then we're going to get into my final thoughts. Did you feel what I was feeling? Okay, let's get into my final thoughts. I think this is a great project. It's the kind of project or EP that you put on during a warm games night with your friends or sitting 
at your neighborhood roadside bar drinking gin, three, lime, one, chewing chichinga and catching up with an old friend. If that's your happy place, then this is the EP for you. What's the score? I think I will give it a well-seasoned 7.8 out of 10. Almost an 8. If you want to give it a little bit higher, that's up to you. But I think 7.8 out of 10 is fair. Tracks that you need to add to your playlist immediately. Wishes that features Jacure, Soweto Blues, if you don't have it already. And my favorite track, Your Number, featuring King Promise and Mugis. Jules, thank you so much for sharing this Polaroid of intimacy. Absolutely love this project. Anyway, moving on to Ganyan Crooner Kitty. I told you he's going to be all over this episode this week. He has a new EP out. It is called Blue. First impressions, growth. Now, I had never listened to his debut album, Sugar, in its entirety, but I did appreciate the accompanying short film that he released with it. Gotta say props to him for doing something different. The track that was my favorite of there was Adine Pena. Am I saying that right? I feel like I'm saying it with some sort of brofu accents. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like the album wasn't really for me. I understand that he had to build a sound for himself um, with his debut album. But for me, and I think a lot of people could agree, there was one point where I could not tell one kitty song from the other. But thank God he's finally working with other producers because I think this EP is so good. It shows off his versatility and his talent as an artist. Now, the first track on there is um, Say Cheese, which was produced by Queso. And it's probably the most obviously commercial song on the project with one man being the only feature, um, the only track on there that has a feature. And for me, even that song sounds like more of a duet because they really... Um, it features Ghanaian slash AD, um, <laughs> slash South African artist Adina Tendi. And I think they sound so sweet together. But don't take my word for it. You know I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna play it for you and you can hear for yourself. You are the woman that I need. I've been the one man that you see. You set my heart on fire. As you progress through the project, he has some early 2000 R&B melodies that are giving me very Mario Vasquez gallery or maybe early Chris Brown on a song called End in Tears. When I was listening to the song, I couldn't help but envision a slow-mo like 2006 R&B video, you know, like open shirt, rain, he crying, his girlfriend has left him, something like that. So I'm gonna give you guys a taste of that right now. I don't even know where you want me. And I said, why are you lonely? Why are you just a taunt me? I walk with my cup in the back, cause love is scary. I said, mom, I kind of say goodbye, do you hear me? I don't know why you still want to dare me. I promise it will end in tears. Ooh, love is scary. Now, after that, this is where I was a little bit disappointed. There's a song called Freaky Lord, yeah, that doesn't sound as sexy as I thought it would, considering the title. But then Kitty slides into some 80s pop 
inspiration on the song called Next Time I See You, which I thought was a fitting close to the project. I mean, the 80s is my favorite era of music from pop and hip house and everything from that era. Absolute favorite. But once I got to the end of the EP, I couldn't help but shake the feeling that I wouldn't have minded if he had added his controversial hit single, enjoyment as a bonus track i mean i know it looks nice to just have five tracks but i actually for once would not have minded for there to have been six and enjoyment to be the bonus now controversial you ask why this is because the song that he released called enjoyment was a phrase that was made popular by Ghanaian duo qualms and flavor who were in ghana in december and when they were going out to clubs they recorded this one video of them singing like a, a part of runtown's song mad over you that was playing in the background and they were singing enjoyment 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 which became a thing that people were saying every time they would go out so obviously they don't own the word enjoyment but kitty heard it and he heard people saying it and then made the enjoyment song and then apparently allegedly qualms and flavor had hit him up or kitty hey i'm guessing my facts wrong rada Combs and Flavor say that Kitty had hit them up to release the song and they said that he can't do it because them, they wanted to release Enjoyment as a song for themselves and they refused. But Kitty then now went to choir, released the song anyway because he felt like, I mean, Enjoyment is just a word so he can't just do it if he wants to. But they were like, bro, but you know, like, the melody and sense is us. So anyway, eventually they squashed the beef and the qualms and flavor released their own version of enjoyment that features dj tunes now i'm gonna play both songs for you and you guys can decide for yourself which one you like better because i personally like kenny's version better <laughs> i'm sorry qualms and flavor i like their i like his version better but yeah i'm gonna play kitty's version first and then we'll play qualms and flavors version and then i'll give my final thoughts you give me joy, joy, joy. i go kill you with So I thought. Let's give my final thoughts. Kitty Blue EP. I appreciate it. I think it definitely has replay value, especially for his audience. I gave it a full listen through maybe about four times, maybe more, and it doesn't annoy me <laughs> as much as maybe the Sugar album did. I think it still is very Kitty, but just shot from different angles. I think he had to make the Sugar album in order to make the Blue EP, just so that he could get his audience and the public accustomed to his sound and his vocal style and his style of writing so that he could then grow into what is now the Blue EP. What's the score? I think I will give it a very fair 6.9 out of 10. And songs that you need to add to your playlist, I would say for me personally, end in tears but if you want something that you can dance to that you're definitely going to hear in the clubs it would be say cheese say cheese say, <laughs> say cheese and you can hear it right now 
She make my heart beat say like say boom boom Next time you're gonna take you to bloom bloom When we done we go go home and boom boom Hop on the wagon, baby say vroom vroom Say cheese, take a picture Shaga pose, make a see, take a picture Say cheese, take a picture Shaga pose, make a see, take a picture and that brings us to the end of Shall We Review, but it's not quite the end of the show. Gotta say a special shout out to our sponsor, Some Busy Group, who is offering you guys protective face shields that you can get for only 55 Pula. This is for people who don't like wearing the face mask, you feel like you can't breathe, you get kind of claustrophobic. This shield might be the one for you. If you're living in Khabaruni, make sure you get yourself one of these. The shield provides a clear barrier directly in front of your face and it also serves as a reminder of you not to touch your face. It is made of food grade clear plastic and does not obstruct your vision. Now, while you're trying to protect yourself from coronavirus but you still want to be fashionable, don't worry, it comes in five amazing colors so that you don't have to look like everybody else it comes in teal comes in white black maroon and navy blue if you'd like to order yours now all you have to do is give them a call on plus two six seven seven four nine eight nine five double eight that is plus two six seven seven four nine eight nine five double eight and make sure you let them know that i sent you okay Okay, now let's get into your broadcast for the week, aka Ansi B. This is not like the fake book news that you read online. This is news that you actually need. First up, the playlist, which is an Apple Music playlist curated by me of 10 of the hottest tracks from the continent that I think you need. You can find it on the highlight reel of my Instagram that is at official Kwame. I'm not going to play the tracks for you. You can find them there and then add them to your own personal playlist. First up is Elaine with a song called You're the One. She's a 20-year-old artist from Pretoria. If you live in the southern hemisphere of the continent and you have not heard the song, you must be sleeping under a rock. Because, phew! Also, you will find in there Damn Daniel by British Ghanaian Queen of Pop, Brie Runway. Followed by Juju by DJ Mike Smith, which was produced by Queso. This is actually one of my favorite songs this week. It features Blackbones, um, CK, Tania, Jay Dorobi, Papi Kojo, Kweku Afro. And even though there's a lot of artists on there, I think they all fit really well. It's a great song. Although my personal favorite verses were by Kweku Afro, Tania, and Papi. But you guys should check it out for yourself and... Let me know what you think. Also, American singer Khalid. Is it Khalid or Khalid? Khalid, I believe. And British electric electronic duo Disclosure have a track in there called Know Your Worth. And it features Nigerian artists Thames and DeVito. Absolutely love, love, love this song. Thames has been on my neck for a young minute now. There's another track that she did called Trouble of um drb las giddy's pioneers album that you guys i think you guys have to check out i might put it in the playlist yeah it's probably going to be in the playlist by the time you listen to this and also darko vibes uh sister cc which i'm still loving on gotta say shout out to off the top cast member and host of entertainment um podcast and artist denzel who was getting his entire life to the mix list this past week now for you guys who may not be familiar even though i don't told you every single week the mix list is a plug-in and play mix by addj and hosted by me you can also find that on my instagram highlights the link will be there for you 
And that's it for your broadcast for this week. It really was just a free opportunity for me to promo myself. Because why not? But let's move into your reading list. This week, we're taking it from Nigerian culture blog, Mora Branches. They recently did an article called God Did Not Destroy Sodom and Gomorrah Because of Homosexuals. And this is by Eni Olua Adelua. Now, this article talks about public perception of effeminate men, especially within the church, um, society's praise of toxic masculinity, gender, and it explores the history of Sodom and Gomorrah. I think it's very interesting and enlightening. I think keep an open mind if you read it, and it will give you a peek into how you may view sexuality and gender outside of what you have been told into more of what you truly intrinsic intrinsically feel and believe. You know, because I believe the Bible says, make the truth your own. And I believe it's up to each one of us to build our own relationships with spirituality, with the tools that we have been given and taught. Okay, so I'm going to tweet the link for you guys. Or you can also find it on the highlight reel of my Instagram. It'll be there for you called a reading list. And that brings us to the end of another exciting episode of Can We Talk? The podcast. Don't forget to like share give it to your friends play it to your artists and tell me what you guys think so far this is the fourth episode we've officially done it for a month yay we love consistency next up we're going to be discussing joey b's lava fields i know i said this last week but this week i swear we're gonna do it we're gonna be discussing joey b's lava fields project and also odun sees everything you heard is true otherwise what do i usually say at the end of the podcast Oh, I don't know, darling. To God be the glory. Bye-bye.